So my big impossible right now. So my impossible is. My impossible. The impossible. I think the impossible. An impossible dream that I think we could pull off one day would be. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is George Hoffheimer. George is a friend, a leader, and an in-demand advisor for highly ambitious credit unions, including ours, that want to change the world. This is George's story. People who know you best would describe you as? Uh, quiet and calm. Are you looking for like one or two word answers? No, I thought you were going to say anything you want. <laughs> I'm not looking for anything. <laughs> quiet, quiet and calm in the work world and then um, just goofy outside the work world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have a good good collection of friends who we never talk about work and sometimes we don't. nobody, nobody knows what the other people do. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm totally serious. <laughs> I'm totally serious. So like I have a group of guys I play soccer with, um, just a variety of teams that I play on. And we hardly ever talk about work. And like just the other day, I was talking to a guy and I learned that his wife was in the credit union industry. I've known this guy for like 15 years. <laughs> and then another guy who I thought was a total criminal. What? Turns out he's like a podiatrist. <laughs> so, you know, like the, the two worlds, there's like a little Chinese wall between I between like the that. two of them. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What about your life today would impress your 10 year old self? Um, what would impress my 10 year old self? That's funny because I was just showing Elry some pictures, uh, from my summer camp days, <laughs> which I can, I'll, I'll have to dig them out yes, and, uh, please. uh, complete, you know, 1980s, really short shorts, tube socks all the way up to the knees. Yes. So That's the bag. it's right totally, in. it's yeah, I could fit in in Brooklyn. Um, probably like just like the everyday technology that we have. Uh, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes. It's yes, like, it you is. know, going from the Walkman to any song in the world that you want, a touch of a button. Yes. Speaking of songs, what's your most unpopular music choice? It's so funny you say that because we were, I was just having a conversation with my wife, Carrie. Um, uh, I just asked her out of the blue. I'm like, if you were forced to answer, what is your favorite song in the world? What would it be? Oh. And she couldn't answer it. And She couldn't? Of course, I asked that question because I want her to ask me. Yeah. And I said, I have the tiger. Because <laughs> if you think about it, like Eye of the Tiger, that's such a great song. It like gets you pumped up, gets you focused, gets you excited. Like anytime you hear Eye of the Tiger, it's true. It has that it's impact on you. So I would say that it's that's an unpopular decision. I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, right about But then that. my second choice would be any song by Bruce Springsteen. That's not unpopular. That's that's yeah. I guess not. No, people maybe don't. just like old fashioned. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> When was the last time you danced so hard your feet were sore? Uh, probably back in Uzbekistan. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I lived there for almost five years, and uh, we would get invited to all these weddings. Oh. And we were, like, like besides the bride and the groom, we were, like, the, the guests of honor because we were, like, the Americans, uh, and we spoke the local language. And the parties would go on till late in, late in the night. And um, at the Uzbek weddings, you would dance. And if you danced well, they would give you money. So, um, yeah, yeah, they would, people would just like give you money. So, yeah, that was the last time I danced so hard that my feet hurt. 
It's amazing. <laughs> What's a book, song, movie that said something that you wouldn't have been able to say before you read or saw it? Mm. Uh, can I say Rocky IV? <laughs> Just keeping with the eye of the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, book song, book song or movie? movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like, uh, like there's a, any Tom Waits songs? Oh. You know Tom, Tom Waits? I don't think I... He's kind of like the, one of the kind of original crooners. Okay. Um, you know, like his, his songs. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got that gravelly voice, so people kind of discount them, but the lyrics are pretty amazing, so. Nice. Like Heart of the Saturday, Heart of Saturday Night. Um, take it with me. Yeah, those kinds of songs. Yeah. What gets an undeserved bad reputation? Gets an undeserved bad reputation. I think the sport of soccer. Oh. People okay. people think people think it's boring. Uh -huh. People think it's low scoring. But a lot of videos out there that show the only reason that American football is so high scoring is because every time they score, you get six or seven points. But with soccer, it's just one. Yeah. Then there's also statistics that show. When you watch a soccer game versus any other professional sport, there's more action per minute in soccer than any of the other sports in the world. So I, I think it's something it. like only 5% of a, an actual football game is action in terms of the clock time. And in soccer, I think it's like 50, 51%. Wow. Yeah. I always learn something new with you, man. <laughs> What's your favorite thing that someone you admire does? Uh... Favorite thing that someone, um, what was the question again? Sorry. What's your favorite thing that someone you admire does? Uh, I would say my brother-in-law, Dan. Yeah. He's a drummer. Yes. He's um, a really good drummer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I th pretty much anybody in the arts, like, you know, my kid's a dancer, my, my wife's side of the family is all musicians. Um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. What's your impossible? My impossible is uh, trying to merge social impact with business mm -hmm. and uh, getting outcomes that are good for society and underserved people. Love that. What's a challenge you faced that seemed impossible at the time? Uh, getting my then girlfriend pregnant <laughs> while I was overseas and um, having to go home and explain to her large Catholic family that I'm the Jewish kid that got your Catholic girl pregnant and I really love her and I'm going to marry her and we're going to raise this kid and it's going to be awesome. And 28 years later, we're doing great. Yeah. We're going to be married 30 years. Holy Hannah. Yeah. How yeah. did that happen? I don't know. I, well, I kind of know how it happened. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Was there a point during your journey that you felt like giving up? <clears throat> Uh, in that journey with, with anything, oh, anything, any part of your journey. Yeah. And actually, you know, there's, there's things that I did give up because I was just like, this isn't for me. Like yeah. I started my career in management consulting yeah. and, uh, I was working for a big, um, accounting it was known as accounting firm, but they also had management consulting and the path is always like, Oh, you start at the low level and then you want to become a partner by a certain number of years. And I looked up and saw what my partners were like. They were all over all, all dudes all overweight all divorced and um a lot of more alcoholics and i was like i don't know if that's really the path that i want to take so i gave that up along the way 
<laughs> I think that was a good choice. <laughs> What's your advice for folks to face their fear of inaction and use their fire in their bellies to bring their impossible to life? Um, it's just get out there. Mm. Like that is the hardest thing is just to get out there. Um, you know, um, as you know, I, I did two big bike trips recently cross country, but little known, I haven't talked about it that much, but before that I went on a solo bike trip a couple of years before my first trip and I totally failed. Um, I was going to be biking from like, uh, Southern Utah to Phoenix and about five days in, I was just like, this isn't for me. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, and I called a friend and, um, stayed at his house. It like got ferried over to his house. Um, and that, you know, it's really hard to then get back, get back in it and say, I'm going to try something even more epic and do it. Um, but you know, I think it's just like, it really is. It's like just taking that first step to me is like the most important thing. Yeah. What's the thing you look forward to the most in the next 12 months? Oh, the next 12 months, it's going to be an interesting next 12 months, politically, economically. Um, uh, I was I'm looking forward even though it's like we're not even in winter yet. I'm looking forward to spring. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing all these all the war and uh, destruction end basically around the world. What's your next impossible, my friend? The next impossible is uh, I don't know. It's to be determined right now. Just kind of recovering from the last impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but we're scheming we're scheming i don't know what it is yet yeah. you come back and tell us i will sweet right. who's someone else that should tell us their story oh my gosh uh actually it's probably someone that you're going to be working with mm -hmm. if you do uh go down the cdfi path oh nice it's a guy named rick thomas who okay. works uh for cu strategic planning okay he's their head of community development nice he and I were matched together with my wife at this little in this little town as Peace Corps volunteers, and he's one of my best friends. Um, and he's uh, an incredible guy. Stayed in Uzbekistan for 18 years. Uh, married a local woman. Has three wonderful kids. They live outside of uh, Olympia, Washington now. Um, works with India. Has worked with Native American tribes. Started a factory in Uzbekistan, employing 3,000 people. But you would talk to him. You'd be like. Who is this guy? This is like a normal guy. He's an amazing dude. Yeah, love the guy. Rick Thomas. Rick Thomas. Gotta, gotta talk to him. George is one of the smartest people I know. He's one of the funniest people I know. He's changing the world and He's also somebody who walked through a lot with me, and I will always be grateful for that. When you spend time with George, there is always something every 30 minutes or so that surprises you, and that's the way to live life. I think that George underestimates himself in ways that I think are interesting. You know, when I see George in the world today and the way he engages with leaders and the way he can own a room, I think he would tell you that's not who he is. And I think he's stretched himself to become something to create impact that is very impressive. You know, I think the way that we treat one another in work, at home, I think uh, so much of what is causing ill today is because we have uh, 
really put the kindness and generosity that I think are fundamental as things that are maybe nice to have, something somebody else can do. I think that for organizations, I think for families, for human beings, those are the hardest things. And I think that we way underestimate their value. This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.